0: Hello everyone and welcome to J Talk Extra Time. John Steele here as usual. This is a mini pod to round up all of the midweek J2 action. We had another full round of matches on Wednesday, uh, round 16 of the season. So in the first part of this mini pod, uh, I'll run you through six of the matches from uh, midweek. And then after a quick sting of music, uh, older Jimmy Taylor has the rest of the matches plus a preview of the weekend round 17 games. Without further ado, uh, let's start with the experimental 1.30pm kickoff on Wednesday afternoon and it turned out it suited the home side Yamagata a lot more than visitors Oita. It finished Yamagata 5, Oita nil. Yamagata went in front in the 20th minute after a swift counter-attack allowed Shintaro Kokubu to float in a left-wing cross that was touched home on the volley by Ibuki Fujita. Uh, close range. So 1-0 to Yamagata after 20 minutes. There was a scary moment for Oita defender Tomoya Ando after that when he seemed to clip uh, Yamagata striker Yoshiki Fujimoto's heels and the striker went down. The referee waved play on but if a free kick had been given, Ando could well have found himself sent off since he was the last man uh, in a kind of a dog-so situation but he escaped. Uh, It was a busy afternoon for Ando, though. He was involved in Yamagata's second goal on the stroke of half-time. He somehow ended up volleying a corner that was taken by Kokubu at his own goal. That forced the Oite goalkeeper Nishikawa into a reflex save, but the ball fell perfectly for Thiago Alves to score from close range and make it 2-0 Yamagata. Into to the second half, and Ando thought he'd pulled a goal back for Oita when he tucked away a loose ball following a free kick. But um, he was standing miles offside when the, the free kick was delivered, so the goal was correctly disallowed. Then it was 3-0 to the home side in the 65th minute. Sub Rui Yokoyama skipped round Oita's captain, centre-back Pereira, on the right-hand side of the Oita penalty box and then he put in a shot that seemed to go straight through the goalkeeper Nishikawa. I think the keeper had already kind of set himself up to come and collect a cross so that the ball kind of surprised him and went into the back of the net for 3-0. In the final 8 minutes, Yamagata then added two more goals. First, Pereira did his best to block a low cross from the right, but he only succeeded in setting up a chance and a goal for Taiki Kato inside the 6-yard box. Then with 5 minutes to go, Oita's keeper Nishikawa initially did well coming off his line to tidy up a long ball that came out of the Yamagata defense but then he had a complete brain fart and uh, dithered with the ball in possession and got caught by uh, Yokoyama. The ball ran loose to Ibiki Fujita who scored his second and Yamagata's fifth with a beautiful clipped shot from pretty much uh, on the halfway line and uh, yeah Nishikawa couldn't get back in time and the ball ended up going into the empty net for Yamagata 5. Oita nil. Incredible stuff really at NDA Soft Stadium and a real treat for all of the Yamagata school kids uh, in attendance. Lots of free tickets were given out and it was uh, nice to see so many uh, smiling happy faces uh, enjoying themselves. For Oita, well, they relinquish second spot in the table after this defeat and find themselves seven points behind the leaders match Meanwhile Yamagata are up to 18th which doesn't sound great but it's a big improvement on recent weeks. They're still only two points clear of the relegation zone but you sense that with a result like this they might just have uh, turned the corner for this season. Staying in the Tohoku region and moving on to the rest of the, the midweek games, which were all at 7pm, it finished Akita nil, kofu 1 at Soyu Stadium. Late drama in this one, uh, as Kofu won it with a 93rd minute penalty when a cross from Iwana Kobayashi struck the arm of Akita's midfielder Tomafumi Fujiyama inside the penalty area. Uh, a spot kick was awarded and it was scored emphatically by Motoki Hasegawa. I'm not sure how this game ended up finishing 1-0, to be honest, as both teams had uh, plenty of good chances. In the first half, Akita's keeper, Kentaro Kakoi had to save a pair of headers from Peter Utaka, and then in the second period, a mistake from Kofu centre-back Eduardo Mancha saw him inadvertently put the ball past his own goalkeeper, Kohei Kawata. But just as the ball was running out of play, Akita's Yukihito Kajia could only fire it against the base of the post and uh, the chance went out for a goal kick. Late on, Junkie Hata also went close for Akita. He had a free header off target in the 80th minute. But yes, the final score was Akita nil, Kofu one. Kofu back up to 7th, uh, ending a run of uh, back-to-back defeats here. Two straight defeats uh, for them, uh, ended with a win. Akita a one point, and two places uh, behind Kofu in 9th. The big match at the bottom of the table finished Iwaki 2, Omiya 1. Uh, Omiya losing this game despite taking the lead and slumping to the bottom of the table in the process. This was also the end of the road, it turned out, for the Omiya manager, Naoki Soma. Uh, he was uh, fired later on in midweek, and his assistant, Masato Harasaki, is now in charge of the first team, at least uh, temporarily. Omiya, though, did get off to a good start in this game. They took the lead in the 16th minute, when Masaya Shibayama's corner was flicked on to the back post by Angelotti for Yutaro Hakamata to volley in unmarked and it was Iwaki nil Omiya 1. The lead was short-lived though. Some poor Omiya defending in the 22nd minute allowed Daiki Yamaguchi to very slowly advance to the edge of the 6-yard box and then slam a ferocious left-footed drive into the roof of the net for 1-1. Omiya then had a let off just five minutes later as Mizuki Kabaraki missed a sitter of a chance to put Iwaki in front from about 10 yards. But the home team's comeback was complete just before the hour mark as big defender Ryo Endo powered a header in off the Omiya crossbar from a Yuto Yamashita free kick to make it Iwaki 2, Omiya 1. There was a time late on for a late red card for Iwaki, Sota Nagai picking up his second yellow in the 97th minute, but the full-time whistle was blown shortly afterwards, so it didn't really give Omiya much of a power play advantage, and the final score was Iwaki 2, Omiya 1. So Iwaki and their run of five straight defeats and move off the bottom of the table. They're a point ahead of Omiya, who replaced them uh, in the basement. And uh, yeah, to be honest, this felt like a big result for both teams. It'll be interesting to see how Iwaki and Omiya progress from here. Jumping back to the right end of the table, Tokyo Verdi move into second place, level on points with Oita, but uh, amazingly 13 goals better off uh, on goal difference than the team from Kyushu. That's because Verdi won 2 0 away at Tochigi on Wednesday night. No goals until the 64th minute here, when Verdi went ahead after a short corner routine. Yuji Kitajima put in an in-swinging cross from the Verdi left and it eventually uh, dropped perfectly for Tetsuyuki Inami to sweep in his first ever J-League goal from about 16 yards. Late on, it was 2-0 when Toyofumi Sakano, Managed to get around Tochigi centre-back Naoki Otani, who seemed to kind of doze off when he was out wide near the edge of his own penalty area. Sakano, uh, yeah, got round him and then curled a lovely shot beyond the goalkeeper Kazuki Fujita and into the side netting uh, for Verdi's second. So it finished uh, Tochigi nil, Tokyo Verdi 2. Uh, Verdi, uh, like Oita, 7 points behind leaders Machida in 2nd place, whereas Tochigi, they're not doing quite as well as I thought. They're 19th, 1 win from the last 5 matches, and uh, just 2 points clear of the relegation zone. Meanwhile, the Shimizu S-Pulse hype train finally hit the buffers uh, at a somewhat surprising location. Shimizu lost 1-0 away at Jeff Chiba. On Wednesday night, the only goal in this game coming from veteran Koki Yonekura, three minutes from full time. For most of this match, uh, the Jeff Chiba goal led a charmed life. In the first half, Jeff's captain, Daisuke Suzuki, had to be alert to make a smart goal line clearance. And Shimizu's ace striker, Tiago Santana, headed just wide as the informed visitors threatened. In the second half, Shimizu wide man Katsuhiro Nakayama went clean through but hit the crossbar with a powerful shot. I think a covering Jeff defender did just about enough to put him off and Shimizu were then left to rue their missed chances late on, after they failed to clear a long throw from Shunsuke Nishikubo in the 87th minute, and then from the edge of the 6-yard box, Yone Kura acrobatically volleyed the ball into the back of the net for the Jeff Chiba winner. So it finished Jeff Chiba 1, Shimizu 0, a first defeat in 9 league games for Shimizu, who sit in 8th place in the table, uh, a point outside the playoff zone. Uh, Meanwhile, Jeff rise slightly up to 13th, In the Kitakanto derby at Shoda Stadium, Gunma came from behind to take the spoils, uh, winning 2-1 against Mito and returning to 5th place in the league table in the process. Mito did get off to a perfect start here, taking the lead in just the 6th minute. Kaito Umeda with a free header at the far post from Hidetoshi Takeda's corner. Later on in the first half, Umeida should probably have put Mito further ahead, but he shot weakly at Gunma's goalkeeper, Kushibiki, from the edge of the penalty area. It wasn't until the 64th minute, though, that the home side drew level. Substitute Shuto Kitagawa got on the end of a right-wing cross. He was uh, trying to divert the ball goalwards, but he he got it wrong, but succeeded in diverting the ball straight to Shu Hiramatsu, who was left with a close-range tap-in. Plenty of Mito defenders uh, and the goalkeeper appealing for offside, but the goal was given and it was 1-1. Then, with 15 minutes left, Kitagawa dribbled close to the byline on the left-hand side of the Mito penalty area, and then cut the ball back to the edge of the six yard box for Chie Edo John Kawakami to score what proved to be Gunma's winner. And good on Kawakami, a first J League goal for him. And he's having a very impressive season down the Gunma left. So Gunma back up to fifth place in the table, still inside the playoff places after 16 rounds. Mito, meanwhile, are in 17th place on 17 points. And uh, they're also out of form uh, at the moment, uh, a bit like Tochigi. They only have one win in their last five games. All right, I think that's all for me, uh, rounding up the uh, the first half of the Wednesday action. Please stay tuned in a moment. Uh, James has the rest of the midweek action, plus a quick preview of the weekend round 17 games as well. So stay tuned, and here comes James. your time. Thanks, John. James Taylor here to take you through the
1: other games from Wednesday night. Machida Zelvia strengthened their position at the top of J2 with a 2-0 home win over Renofa Yamaguchi. A glancing header from Mitchell Duke in the 14th minute put the league leaders ahead. Georgi Ikegami and Masakazu Yoshioka went close to equalising for Yamaguchi, but in the 81st minute, Daisuke Takagi tripped Yu Hirakawa to give Machida a penalty, which Hokuto Shimoda scored, his first goal for the club. Job done for Machida... Who are seven points ahead of Tokyo Verdi and Oita Trinita? Some decent attacking play from Yamaguchi, but the league's worst defense. Their 20th, a point clear of relegation. Viva and Nagasaki remain fourth after a goalless encounter with this season's draw specialists Fagiano Okayama. For the hosts, Juanma Delgado and Kayo Cesar came back into the team after being rested for Saturday's loss to Kanazawa, while for the visitors, Solomon Sakuragawa and Thiago Alves dropped to the bench, replaced by Lukau. Stefan Mork. Nagasaki keeper Go Hatano and his Okayama counterpart Daiki Hotta were kept fairly busy in this one, but with most shots either from distance or off target, neither was unduly troubled. Nagasaki are 2 points off 2nd place, while Okayama are still 10th and have still only lost once this season. Jubilo Iwata moved into the playoff spots for the first time this season, extending their unbeaten run to 4 games with a 1-0 win away to prefectural rivals Fujiyeda MyFC. It came at a cost though, as Dudu went off injured after half an hour. Fujieda's Ryo Watanabe was sent off in the 59th minute for a second bookable offence, and 8 minutes later, Iwata's Ricardo Grassa headed in a corner. 10 minutes after that, Iwata had a penalty for handball, but Fabian Gonzalez seemed to put himself off with his silly run-up and chipped it harmlessly over. Fujieda keeper Tomoki Ueda made several very good saves in this game, but Fujieda's fourth consecutive loss drops them to 14th. Begata Sendai leapfrogged their host Roasso Kumamoto thanks to a long-range goal from Ryunosuke Sagara just after half-time. Sendai are 11th on 23 points and secured back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Kumamoto are 12th on 21 points. And finally, Tokushima Vortis' Kaito Mori continues to prove to idiots that he is indeed a credible goal threat with a brace in a 2-0 win over Zegen Kanazawa. His first came in the 40th minute with Vortis' first shot of the match and his second in the 65th minute was a tap-in from a rebound, Tokushima's second and third shots of the game. Kanazawa offered little in this game and slipped one place to the 15th, while Tokushima are just one place and two points behind them. Their 11-game winless start to the season has turned into a six-game unbeaten run, with the pleasing pattern of draw-win, draw-win, draw-win. extra time. Time to take a look at the round 17 fixtures, which take place on Sunday, the 21st of May, with eight games kicking off at two o'clock. There's a Tohoku matchup at the ND Soft Stadium as Monterio Yamagata play Blaublitz Akita and a Kyushu matchup between Oita and Nagasaki. Leaders Machida take on high scoring Shimizu S Pulse. Tokushima will look to extend their unbeaten run and Fujieda's winless run when they meet. Desperate Omiya Ardija play Vegalta Sendai. 20th place Yamaguchi take on second place Tokyo Verdi. Jeff United play Tochigi and Kanazawa are expecting a big crowd for their game against Vampire Kofu at 3 o'clock Mito Hollyhock play Raso Kumamoto at 4 o'clock Iwata face Iwaki FC and to round off the day Fajiano Okayama take on Zaspa Kasatsukuma at 7 o'clock that's it for this short episode thanks as ever for listening and thank you to our Patreon subscribers for their financial support John, Mike and I will be back next week with full roundups and analysis of the weekend's action in J2 and J3 but until then Enjoy your football. Bye for now.